too much dip. It's Monday. My name is Dave. I'm back. We got the full squad here in studio. It honestly does feel weird to not be doing this with headphones right now. KJ's in the building. Literally. Present and accounted for. Happy to be here in Travis County, Texas. Uh, without any legal obligations. Except for just to spend some quality time with you good lads. You got a cup full of that serious mud? Uh, no, I have uh, replaced the uh, Hydro Charge Yuzu juice uh, that I had during circling back with some good old-fashioned H2O, as your boy was visibly shaking as I put the cup down <laughs> during the episode. You a little nervous? You a little nervous? <laughs> oh, bright lights. Oh, big show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, here's Dylan Chivalry with a Yeti full of that Panera gas. Yeah, uh, I am. 46 ounces of charged lemonade from Panera. If it's you're got your really boy feeling right, if you're really sitting on that, then it would you'd be deserving of a legitimate medal to make it through an episode of recording without having immediately. I love that they throw out there that you get free refills on the drink when like no one, <laughs> no one is doing a second refill. Oh, you first know, what? refill. Hey, you know what I had uh, more than my fair share of over the um, paternity break, paternity leave, so, diet cokes. Mm. Hell yeah. We got the little tiny boys. You're little, back in on them. Little eight ounces. Little I, was put, I was putting one like two or three a week down. Mm. You know your boy loves Diet Coke. It's, they're fucking good, they're dude. They're fucking good. You know what I like to do to make it feel like I'm being social, but I'm not? Put a little Jim Beam in there? No, I just get a, a cocktail glass, like a whiskey glass, and I just put a couple cubes of ice and just pop it open. Like in a low ball? Pour it. Mm. Yep. Cl hear the clanking of the ice cubes, and I'm just sipping on that Diet Coke. Throw Damn. some lime on top of that, and you're really... Uh... Is that a good thing to do? I feel like a lime, like they did some Coca-Cola limes for a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, isn't that uh, common with Jim Beam too? Have you ever had a... Maybe. A, I usually just lemon party. Okay. Have you ever had a Diet Coke with Splenda? Like it's it's branded Splenda. Like you don't add it. I mean, it comes wait, in the can. So you're... you're. Oh, wait. is You're adding the Splenda? No, no, no. It says on the can, Diet Coke with Splenda. So it's just a different artificial sweetener. Instead of, yeah. Instead of the aspartame, whatever it's called, they use Splenda instead. It's good. No, I haven't. Why it's did really they do good. that? I don't know. I guess some people are averse to aspartame. Well, it's very I'm being one of them. It's I very terrible for you. So yeah, I don't have any reactions, but I've my palate cannot handle artificial sweeteners with like a couple exceptions. But to the uh, Diet Coke with Splenda, I feel like that's the first and easiest. Like your kid enters fourth grade, fifth grade, an immediate dad joke of like you're waiting on your dinner. You dump out Splenda and you line it up in little lines. Say, hey, Tommy, it's Diet Coke. Is that a joke you've done? No, it's a joke that I've seen done by my mother multiple times. She also did work in the service industry, managing okay. uh, several Brinker uh, uh, operations over the years. So maybe it was just, you know, a byproduct of her being in restaurants all the time. But um, Yeah, and like I know you probably are aware, but you just forgot, but like, it's probably not that cool to make those jo jokes next to Dylan, the, the Diet Coke thing. I mean, like, <laughs> we're not doing that. Thank you, Dave. It's just like, <laughs> I appreciate that. You're already in studio, like, towering over him. Oh, man. I didn't remember his Fin Fin area. My bad. I shouldn't have really thrown out the Diet Coke. No one went jokes. too hard on artificial sweeteners as a child. <laughs> hey, Randy, how do I look on camera next to large KJ? Okay. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't understand. Is that, that also uh, JJ, is a terrible posture? Is that what it no, is? No, I think I think you're all you're wearing a dark colored shirt, a black shirt. It's very slimming. And I, oh, you're wearing a Wisconsin <laughs> long sleeve <laughs> tee. Are you sitting on an encyclopedia or I something? Think, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, you could call it because the book is thick back there. Uh, <laughs> I think I know what leads to this is when I do this. It's always awkward because I don't, I can't turn sideways to Dylan. So I'll usually by default look at David, but then to try to compromise, I'll usually hug up like this. And that kind of puts me in a more uh, shoulders forward. Maybe I just have a short torso. Short so. Like longer legs and a short torso. Maybe KJ is just all torso. Yeah. I'm definitely all shoulders without a doubt. Whatever, man. I look like I don't even lift. KJ, KJ's got that Britannica ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, he he's got like multiple volumes. He's sitting on the, the C right now. Whatever the biggest of the... I don't know. What's, what's the You've biggest... You've already made Senate hearing room jokes, so I won't go back there. Aren't they lettered? No, ABC? I think so. What would be yeah. the biggest letter? It's not Q. Definitely not. Okay. No, we can agree right. Q would be like the smallest. So maybe S and you're sitting on an S right now. Yeah, some got that S that S backside. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I was gonna say that uh Q actually has a lot of information. I've been following along. Oh but, uh, right. hey, I, you know what? I don't want to name names, but uh I think that's pretty good. I had some good conversations with uh, one of Randy's acquaintances at the uh Brett Merriman plus Christmas party. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Do people under 20 know what an encyclopedia is? No. Oh, don't if, be that guy. They no, may really? know, but I guarantee they've not like actively ever, A, had to use one, B, like maybe been in direct contact with one, if that makes sense. Dude, even during our era, we switched to Encarta. We had CD-ROMs and shit. Just pop them yeah. in. Yeah. Go you look saw it, it being up. phased out, but then like Wikipedia was like a clear-cut joke of a resource, and now it's... Fairly reliable. I, I remember doing research papers where you had to use an actual encyclopedia in school. Thousand percent. No more. Uh, in fact, really? I was one of the, yeah, one of the last ones. We were I, definitely between Wikipedia and that. I looked the other day of like, you know, children's encyclopedia. Does it exist? It does, by the way. Um, in physical form. Wild guess on what purchasing a collection of children's encyclopedia, like the official ones. Just a wild ballpark number. Like the full set. Correct. $200. A, a through Z plus whatever the other one is. Two hundo. What do you got? Um, $95. I was going to say like two grand. On discount, you're probably looking at like 700 bucks. And I think fresh, like if I'm looking for the 2024 version, you're talking like $1,100 out, out of the gate. Out the door. Cor out the door. $1,100. <laughs> shipping included. Yes or no, write your name here, um, which I still might do. Maybe not the fresh version. Like, I'll go get the 2021 shit. But I think I want to do the, like, children's encyclopedia in the house. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a colossal waste of money, but it'll give me the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Could, like, open it up and look up uh, reproductive parts. Of ants. Like, you, like, that's what you do when you're a kid. You're like, oh. <laughs> Good old penis breasts. Breast. Dude, Parks is doing sex ed right now in school. Third it's grade. Not, what? How does that go these days? It's still in the public school. I've seen. I'm, I've seen the workbook, and it's like labeling body parts and learning about like changes in your body and like what grade. they do and stuff. Is it woke? I don't know. It could be. It could be fairly woke. 
Um, you gotta ask, man. We were just talking Fairly Dickinson. That's a good transition, but I feel like ours was fifth grade, and the only thing I remember was in big black and white letters. Again, this is not my information. This is you know, again, somebody. If you get AIDS, you will die. Like in big black and white letters. Wait a minute. Was this in the encyclopedia? No, this was uh, sex ed, fifth grade, oh. Arlington ISD. Unless, Mr. Kunkel. Unless you have um, a bunch of cash that you can inject directly into your bu- your bloodstream like uh, Magic Johnson. Yeah. Well, HIV never positive. Exactly. Fair, so that but... was like the line they were trying to draw. It's like, oh, you can hold off the inevitable. He's not like the healthiest man in California. He's crazy. He's the he's like the greatest thing to happen to GIFs or GIFs, um, potentially the, ever. The Falconer, sponsored by YouTube TV. That's my favorite magic. Ready? I ain't going. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> he's the best. Um, I always pictured like having. Uh, hold on, I don't want this to get clipped. So like HIV, like you said, holding off. You're like holding off AIDS. I always pick, figured it as like a stiff. You're stiff arming. The stiff arm is HIV, or you're stiff arming AIDS, and you're just holding it off. Like, like and if yeah, you can make yeah, it to yeah. the end zone, yeah, your player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. This if that is works. better than standing up to cancer. Stiff arm AIDS. Stiff arm AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Big pharma. When you're done with Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey, yeah. call us. Stiff arm AIDS with the Wash Boys. <laughs> I didn't even get our name right. Too much dip. How about you at too much dip on YouTube? We can be the wash boys. <laughs> we got a big show. First, uh, we're going to spend the first 30 minutes. Y'all are just going to go through everything y'all talked about the last two episodes, and I'm just going to critique your takes. Go start with, uh, did they get it right? The committee. Uh, okay. Eh. I'm kidding. I do kind of want your opinion on that. Like it was, we both agreed it's overbeaten fodder, but you find yourself immediately being drugged into all the like ins and outs of it. And so I can only imagine being on the sidelines for those discussions. You were loaded up with takes that no doubt. I was glad animal Randy had to hear a lot of, I was glad. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I was happy to not have to be here for that. Cause I just, at that point I had tired head from it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still team Florida State, and whether that means Texas or Alabama, it doesn't particularly bo- – I, I, I think you have to include Texas over Alabama. Anyway, mm-hmm. it felt really gross when I kind of had forgot how much interest the ESPN um, – ESPN basically owns the SEC now. Like that's the exclusive, exclusive home. And for them to sneak in uh, one, two-ish – Will be next year, two SEC teams. And then, like last week or the week before, whenever they did an SEC um, schedule release, like they did yeah. the NFL schedule. A whole show on it. The whole thing, it's like, dude, this is, it, it felt weird. And I understand this is, this is where college football is going. And this is what happens if you want to get money involved and you want to start being transparent, whatever. At the end of the day, it would not have bothered me if a team with a backup quarterback, because Florida State, would have had their backup back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tate, what's his name? Rotomaker. Rotomaker. Road, Tate Roadcaster, for our purposes. A uh, quarterback. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it, and maybe they would have got curb stomped by Michigan, but okay, whatever. That's it. What? Every time. We're like, I don't know if we can do curbs. Or no, shit pushed in. Curb stomp, I think, is still okay. Shit pushed in is much more gra- <laughs> graphic and or offensive. I feel like curb stomp's been around. 
Yeah. Since American History X. That was a disturbing scene. Tony Soprano curb stomped somebody. Okay. Wasn't actually a curb. But. Um, let's just ride the bowl season talk here and we can do that part. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, let's we'll lump that together and get it out of the way. I don't think any of us like sat down and watched like Rich Rod in overtime. Maybe you did. I didn't catch many of the games this week. I haven't watched any bowls. Uh, I do plan to watch quite a bit as uh, the season continues on. Um, it may be, again, a little bit generic, but I do think the conversation of what's the threshold of um, interest declining so that you're getting sponsors like, I believe, going on right now, the famous Toasty Bowl uh, being, being played in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, like, your sponsor level is dipping so low. Uh, mix that with the new NIL window and transfer portal window, transfer portal window plus the amount of players opting out of bowls. Like is he, did ESPN F this all up and are they like intentionally trying to like create decision points? That's going to remove interest in bowls altogether. You're saying that it's self-sabotage. It seems to not be conducive to like creating any interest in any storylines when you're like, Oh, Ohio state and Missouri are playing in Dallas uh, next week. I won't be there for it, but I'll be in the hotel where one of the teams will. Well, Ohio State's quarterback's transferring to Michigan. If you wanted to watch USC play Tulane like you did last year with a lot of interest and intrigue, you wouldn't care, A, because their quarterback's opted out, and B, because the backup, who you would care to see, has transferred out. So, like, even those marquee moments, you're going to start losing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, do, you do a lot there. I overtime. Yeah, there. no, um, no. It's it's yeah. Bowl season is it's become a little odd. People are departing and and opting out. Um, I don't know. I mean, plus plus the addition of the playoff, I think, has made the other bowl games kind of even more meaningless. I don't know, man. So wait, is is Malik? Jumping all around. Is Malik Murphy, who's entered the portal portal famously, is he going to be in, suited up? or No. So no. you can't be. Malachi Nelson He's, will not be either. Arch is your number oh. two. Oh, you're talking about uh, UT. I'm sorry. I was thinking uh, what their wide receiver at USC, but yes. Yeah. Malik Murphy not going to be there. Okay. Huh. What? That's that's potentially a big deal well, because we, Quinn Quinn's gets banged up. We talked about this. Yes, he did. We talked about this last week. Because of the portal window and when it is – if you're a quarterback, I mean, there are so many quarterback landing spots to choose from. You got to get your name in. So there. you have to get in early to, like, you know, get a, get, you know, get hopefully land in a decent spot. So he, he was like up against it. He's like, I, this is the best thing for me, even though I want to stick, I want to stick it out with my team, but he just kind of had to. His hand was forced. It okay. just seems silly. Um, we used to talk about, oh, there are too many bowls, but that would only be focused on, oh, you're watching. You would be like knocking the school or the record of a school in a bowl game. You're like, oh, why is six and six team in here or five and seven Oklahoma made it this year or whatever? Cause they needed to fill bowl spots. You're like, oh, that's why it was watered down too many bowls. Now, even if you knocked it down to like 15 bowls outside of the playoff, there's still not going to be much intrigue because the teams won't be relevant in the same manner like that you were excited about getting to the postseason so anyways as somebody who was pro bowl like playoff expansion i do not care for everything else kind of becoming a waste but i'll be there for the sound bites if like i don't know rg3 says something wild during the potato bowl 
The potato bowl. I feel There's like got to be a better name. You for always that. get it's the Idaho, Idaho potato, potato bowl. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Every t- like sorry, man. You, each year you get really good broadcasters covering really strange games. I'm just I'm just ready to see who's going to be doing the uh, first responder bowl with uh, Texas State Bobcats and the Rice Owls. Mm. When's that one? Day after Christmas. Oh, unfortunately, timed for me because I would like to go. I have many friends going, but I will not be in attendance. But, you know, I do support our first responders. I just want to put that out there now, including Randy's roommate, um, whose takes, you know, some of them I need to I need to really just walk through with. Them. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you've <laughs> talked to you about anything political or anything at all. You don't remember much from that party, huh? Must have been having a good old time. You're just, no, put, you're just putting kidding. a cue on my, on my no, not, right I now. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, other than that, I don't really have two. We have a lot of college football we got to get into. What do you no, think? No, uh, the only other comment I guess we can quickly touch on is that we will not have a live stream, not this week. Dylan and I did them last week, but we won't have one next week. I think we discussed and agreed. So the next time we record will likely be right after. The playoffs occur. So does anyone want to have any quick hot takes, opinions, or thoughts, predictions regarding that? I did not do dip picks this past week. We'll do a bigger bowl game, end of the NFL season uh, selection thing amongst the three of us. Um, but anything about the college football playoff for near six? Any? Yeah. Do you feel strong about Texas? We'll start there. Uh, I, I think Texas gets past Washington. Okay. Um, I think that both teams are going to put up a lot of points. Texas has a, a secondary that can be had, but the Washington defense is not – it's just flat-out not good. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I, I think Texas I think Texas pulls it out. I think Bama wins. Bam. I, I was going to ask if uh, the fade photo that I saw of Harbaugh, hey, I don't know if it was real or not. I hope it is. Is that where he's got a couple full of serious mud? <laughs> no, where he's got like Michael Irvin cuts on the side of his hair. Oh, the Harbaugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Saban had no, the serious mud. Saban, no, Saban, Saban had, had the serious mud. He was yeah. sipping that gas. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. At his age. Uh, that couldn't have been real, right? Yeah, I hope I people, hope it is. People tagging Dylan and Will saying, this is what y'all got to do. This is your bet payoff. I, I think the picture was real, but I don't think he actually had lean in this cup. Okay. We're but still on two different. The Harbaugh, oh, the Harbaugh oh. fade, though. Oh, there's no way. I didn't even see that. I'll Come try to find it. it. I don't know. I hope it is. I just want to believe. I don't think that it is, but I want to believe. But you're feeling Alabama will win that one. I think Alabama is playing is you know p- playing better than anyone in, in the country right now. So uh, predicting I think, a Texas Bama rematch. I think Texas Washington is a toss up. Um, I think Washington's more suited to win a close game. I feel like they've got more experience in that this season. Um, a lot of that's because they just didn't play that good for, through a stretch. Uh, that's toss up. I'll give it, I'll say if Texas is healthy, Texas probably, if they get through that game healthy, they probably win it. Um, Texas I think did create some close games for themselves. They didn't need to though. They did. Yeah. TCU comes to mind. Texas got hot <laughs> at the last two games, which, you know, before those two games, I was like, I, Texas would be lucky to win the big 12. At what's, this point. what's Xavier worthy status? He had a high ankle sprain, uh, in the conference championship game. And apparently he is going to play probably will be, Less than 100%, but he's going to play. Did the committee factor that into their analysis? <laughs> Good if, question. I mean, just just saying, if we're looking at... Strictly has to be no, quarterback, not just I, star uh, players. Joking, joking in yeah. some some manner. Yeah, as I often do. 
Um, Bama. I like Bama over Michigan. I okay, think there's Bama. no way that's <laughs> come on. No one actually thinks that's real, right? Dude, you have. Why don't you do that? It's gonna look good. Look, his, his hair is different. His <laughs> hair is different. His, his hairline. Like, is... His hair does not look like that. I okay. saw this and I was like, yeah, I might let him call me the N word. Be okay with yeah. it. <laughs> he has the AirPods in too. Can we see the comments? Are there any good? There's got to be some good ones. That's the. If that's, this was Twitter, the comments would be really good. That's the only problem is that uh, the AirPods, they can't be synced to the phone because if you've got this haircut, you're taking FaceTimes and speaker calls all on speaker. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not proud. proud. I think Bama, I think think we're in for a Bama national championship. Okay. That's all. But Texas Bama rematch would be fun. It'd be, it'd be cool to see the compare the game, see the growth in uh, Jalen Milrell. Works for me. Uh, I kind of want Penix to show out, even if they lose. I don't know why I was rooting for him as a Heisman favorite, um, but I'd like to see that story continue. Um, give me Michigan as well. Mm. You know, as, a, as a Big Ten boy, I would probably be oh. happy to see Michigan not have two years in a row of getting embarrassed in the semifinals, and then somehow that like re-strengthening the SEC argument. I think I've got to fully just accept I'm kind of an SEC hater, pre-Texas. It's not a Texas shot. It's all right. Um, no offense. So I would like to see at least like this team was a better team throughout the year, confirm that against Alabama and go on. If Texas, with Texas makes it, I prefer the matchup against Michigan. Right. Yeah. Because Milrow is just the the, scram, the scrambling factor. It scares the shit out of me. That dude is just such an athlete. Fourth and 31. What was it against Auburn? 28, I think. Fourth and 28. And yeah. Fourth and a lot. Yeah. Playmakers that you've never heard of. Well, that you've heard of, but like not since like their five-star commitment. Yeah. Two years prior to graduating high school. And they're like, oh, shit, they also have this guy. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I just would like to see the Michigan redemption story. Not that I'm rooting for Harbaugh personally and that whole saga, but, like, you know, they got embarrassed by TCU. I'd like to not see that. Uh, it was a close game. Weekly. They got – I mean, it was back and forth. It was like, boys, well, it, like, it was in the 50s, right? It was very high scoring. What, Michigan and TCU? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe it turned out to be, but they got blown out maybe in the first half, I thought. No, I uh, thought you Michigan had Michigan – I thought Michigan TCU was was close. I might be wrong. TCU Georgia is what got really ugly. Georgia and fifty one forty five. Okay, so then maybe it, was, it got close later. But Michigan screwed up by going for it early in the game, and then they threw two pick, pick sixes. And I thought TCU was in comfortable control of the game throughout. But either way, doesn't matter. That's last year. That's my thought. Okay. So and and you know I gotta say, looking at that photo, I guess Randy said that that, that Harbaugh photo is not real. But it wouldn't shock me if it was real. Because his hair looked great. This is going to be a neutrophil. It's almost as if he was using neutrophil. Right. Right. My God. To look thick. Because you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Neutrophil provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Dylan, man, like, I know you've been wearing that cowboy hat a lot, but you don't really need to because your hair is looking very thick. I have been taking Nutrafol regularly for a couple of years now, and I absolutely love what it does to my hair. It's uh, 
kind of stopped my thinning dead in its tracks, which I really appreciate. Also, just Loki makes me feel a little bit better. That's right. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health, and it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after just six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com dot com slash men and enter promo code bang find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com slash men spend spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l dot com slash men and enter code bang that's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code bang uh just says here kj was wrong um i'm not above accepting fault maybe failure, uh, especially when it comes to some of the opinions shared here on this program. Uh, as many people know, I uh, professed a lot of support uh, for Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. I fell on that sword already. But just last week, I came on this very show, and then uh, I also talked about sports. But during that segment, I spoke about uh, the Dallas Cowboys being a legitimate wagon of a team to be considered uh a threat throughout the playoff run. Uh, and I'd like to turn it to, to you two individuals just to see. This is payback. Let, I, <laughs> last week on the rundown, I, I wrote in KJ has to say something nice about the Cowboys as they looked really strong last week. Yeah. I and guess, I did. Uh, part this, of is, the, this is payback. Part of the burden to bear when you are, are a Cowboy fan is that every week it's it's like um, if you win, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll win in January. Winning in December, do something in the playoffs. But if you lose, it's like fucking told you. So that's it. I mean, that no, I'm not just not just KJ, just the national, and that's just cowboy fan. That's that's part of being a cowboy fan. Well, that's what the media empire, that's how they run it. That's so, how they get their content. What's so frustrating about the 2023 Cowboys is that when they look good, they look really fucking good. Yes. When they look bad, they look really bad. So I have no idea what this team is. I no idea. No, I, like they, I want to just interject briefly to say like I don't think that it's constantly that win doesn't matter when in January or, you know, get past the, the divisional round and then we'll care. I think there's always an element of that, of like, will you call the season a success if? Like, I think that's out there, but there is a very loud contingent of Cowboy fan who will tell you throughout the season how great they are, that Dak is the MVP, and all of these, like, you know, uh, very boisterous uh, proclamations throughout a season. And then after a loss, those same fans will say, firings need to happen. This person's not it. This was wrong. Like, it will just be the complete opposite. And I think, I, yeah, look at the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs were doing that. Like, they were upset about Taylor Swift. They were upset about Kadarius Tony. But I don't think it was like, oh, the Chiefs are trash. You know, Pat Mahomes is overpaid. Andy Reid's, you know, needs to go. Yeah, I don't know how you really measure that. I feel like you just know more Cowboy fans. Probably. But I, the, the Dak MVP thing, it's like that doesn't – that shouldn't really matter to anybody, but maybe like Dak. Unless I'm sure it's like – I'm sure he'd love to be MVP, but like why – that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't – that shouldn't matter to any fan because like if he wins MVP and they lose, 
uh, in the divisional round. What is that? I mean, okay, that's you know what I mean. And I'm not, that's there are a lot of people who are like really hitching their wagon and like spending a lot of time like arguing that he should be MVP. And I don't think yesterday like precludes that. I feel like the other candidates outside of like Tyreek Hill have all had bad games. And and, and if Tyreek has had a bad game, it gets uh, it gets overlooked because he's a wide receiver. He doesn't yeah. have the ball in his hands on every play. Didn't play yesterday. Didn't uh, play yesterday. Yeah. So he'll be uh, 100% for uh, Dallas this weekend. I would say, Gary. like, even Jerry Jones, you know, was quoted the last week and saying, like, it's time for Dak to get his due. That's that's the problem. Like, there, there's that talk about, yeah. like, him, you know, that campaigning on his behalf, which I think is more born out of how you got Dak as your starter. And there was always this, oh, Tony should be the guy. Or, you know, when Cooper Rush has success, they're like, oh, Dak's not that guy. And, you know, it's just a system. Like, there's always been some sort of anti-Dak contingent in the Cowboys fan base. Oh, yeah. And so I think Dude. the MVP would, like, validate things somehow. I'm not yeah. saying for me, but I think that's probably where a lot of that push comes from. This is just this is just going to be the way it is uh, into, until the Cowboys, like, do something like until they make a Super Bowl and even probably win a Super Bowl that you're going to, these are the conversations even when Dak's long gone that you're going to be having, which is fine. It's not, it's not that big of a deal, but it is a large part of the reason why I can't watch ESPN or any of the, it's just, we're, we're going to do five segments on this. Like did Dak hurt his legacy? <laughs> you look up at the gym, you run on the treadmill and you see that and they're, they're actually spending like 20 minutes talking about this. Uh, it's kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You got to, Hey, I, they got to get content from from something. Do you feel different as a fan in your level of confidence of what they'll do this postseason or this year following yesterday, knowing that you go into Miami this upcoming week and that Niners are still in the driver's seat for the bye, and then the Eagles, I think, technically are still first place. Obviously, they play tonight, but even if they lose tonight, they're still technically first place in the division. So, like, you would – potentially have a road game in Philly if you were to play them. Road game in Philly um, does not scare me. Got it. We've played – so we played paid, played Philly twice. Mm -hmm. uh, people like to point to the Cowboys' road record, and it's not good, but they did you – know, they were a first and goal that, you know, they absolutely shit the bet on from winning a game in Philly. They played as good as Philly did in that game. Um, they beat Philly handedly last week. Um Getting smoked in San Francisco, like, yeah, you don't want to look – you don't want to, like – that's a bad look, but San Francisco is the best team in football. So and, – and there's a very outside chance. If they are to make the NFC Championship and have to go to San Francisco – A third time. That's not – they're not going to – they're very unlikely to win that game. Yeah. In fact, I don't think anyone's built to win that game. Yeah, the, the way they perform on the road is what really – concerns me now that they're not going to have much you know any home field advantage moving forward in the playoffs um yeah i I've, i'm on dave's side with the the philly game san francisco though i don't i don't see dallas competing with san francisco they're just they're just too good when they're healthy they're they're too good so i don't know man i don't know what to make of this team they're, it's frustrating biggest, biggest thing it's like okay oh your team's very small you're built you know you can't really so silly like I think most NFL teams right now are small. They had they were missing Jonathan Hankins notably. Like uh, we got to stop we got to stop using first round picks on Michigan guys. I won't say that. Mazi no, didn't kidding. have a great game. They gave him He hasn't had a games. great season. Um but it Schoonmaker, it, I don't was he on the field yesterday? I'm I don't sorry. know. 
but I am very Taco. pro. I'm very pro participation on this podcast from from uh, one Davis Warren. So uh, I will support Big oh, Blue. Sorry, like the rest of the members. Is po- I'm kidding. No, um, I. I it's just, and then, dude, it's not all on him. It's like they were they were getting everything they wanted running the ball, and you couldn't do anything about it. They don't have Van Der Esch back there, uh, linebacker, who was having a dude had a good year last year, was having a good ish year this year, and. I don't know, man. It kind of looks like maybe they could have gone out, gotten Shaq Leonard in there, and maybe that would have been like a – maybe that would have helped. I don't know. I'm not going to act like I've been really following Shaq's career um, as of late. But, um, no, dude, they went – they went, they lost in Buffalo to a team that's like obviously the hungrier team fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, and John, they're still a really good team. Their record – they've just lost a lot of games they should have won. Um, so that doesn't really scare me. Now, Miami's – scary and it's kind of an interesting they've got a win they've got what two more road games they got the lions at home mm-hmm. correct and then they got to go on the road two more times and that's miami just, and what washington yeah is that who they close it with close it with washington which is a waste but you hope if anything for better or worse that that game doesn't matter you don't suspect that it will unless jalen hurts does not play tonight and they lose and then you go into next week, and if for some reason the Dolphins, you know, you beat the Dolphins and the Eagles screw around and lose again, then all of a sudden you've got to play your players just for the potential to have not yeah. only a home game. Um, the first round, you'll like, well, I guess you would go to Tampa if you don't get first, um, but have a home game versus Detroit, most likely, is what you'd be fighting for a position for. And like, wouldn't you rather go to Detroit, but then you're. You want to win your division. You want to win your game. So who knows? Yeah, I, the, the only thing you'd that rather made, go to Tampa. I'm sorry. The only thing that pissed me off. Um, I mean, it's like one. You could tell like early on. Oh, this is one of those games. A couple of thoughts. First of all, that was like the loudest game I've watched in a long, long time. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Bills Mafia. They had it mic'd differently. They I had it like mic'd. Too. You couldn't hear Dak. You yeah. couldn't hear the "Here We Go." I'm sure that was no accident. Uh, the not challenging the clear fumble. Mm. That is uh, – what do you mean? You don't think it was a fumble? No, no, no. I saw – I can't recall who it was, but basically they didn't show – the angle that was shown on television was not available in the booth. Okay. Like, but, so they saw so – they the, didn't see that clear – They there was no clear vantage point of it. And so if you didn't see it on the field, they definitely didn't see it on the booth, but it was clear to everybody at home. It was clear to everybody at home, and also, like, if the other team is rushing to the line to get a playoff – Maybe you should investigate. I, I don't know. So, like, the, the booth could have challenged it, but also the cow, like, McCarthy could have challenged it. Yeah. Who was that? Or Cliff or somebody recently uh, baited a team into banging a time. I, I love saying bang a timeout, by the way. Using term. a timeout when they weren't really going to run a play. I think it was the USC game. Uh, like hurrying up to the line? Yeah, like hurrying up to the line. I think it was Lincoln Riley against maybe Colorado early. I don't know. It's what kind it was. of genius. And they, like, did it. And they weren't going to snap the ball, but they did it because they wanted the other team to use but, the timeout. That, that like, if you look at, like, uh, how could that game have been different? You know, they got everything they wanted on the ground. Josh Allen threw, like, 10 passes. Uh, well, it was 14-3, and you get the ball there, and they went down and scored. And it was 21-3 going into the half. Uh, not saying you go down and score because your offense didn't really do anything yesterday. But it's like that's a big point in the game, and to not challenge that, I was I was really mad. 
You missed I was it. I was a break my TV guy, man. <laughs> I was like, dude, how do you not like of all the bad challenges he's had this year? You miss a couple of Brandon Cooks passes. And I know this is hyper Cowboys focused, but again, the Chiefs won yesterday. The Jags losing three straight is concerning to me. Um, Jake Browning can shut the hell up. Like, get over it, man. You got cut. You weren't going to be retained behind like Kirk Cousins. Like, this is not about you. You're the backup in Cincy. You're not, you're, you're not that guy. So there's my NFL like summary around the league. But back to the Cowboys. Um, you missed the Brandon Cooks plays. There was a holding call that was questionably missed, but also the same one where you get a roughing the passer play, roughing the passer called. And then you had to like carry the pile runs by James Cook. And those situations where people, you know, arguably could say, oh, well, blow the whistle for it, progress being down. I'm like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a running back. And nobody was screaming. They should have blown the whistle when it might've been Dak last week. Dak was clearly in the grasp or whatever for longer than you would see most quarterbacks be in the grasp and they allow them to escape. And he stiff arms the guy off, rolls to the right and like makes a huge play. And I'm like, they should have blown that as a sack, but they gave Dak a couple extra beats. I'm like you're going to give it for running back. So I yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was, you, you lost, you lost a game in Buffalo in December and that's that. I don't. I don't think it's the end of the world. You got expelled. Your defense got exposed. Um, hope and I, was, I don't really okay. know how you can fix that. I don't really, get healthy just, with the D line and hope Micah doesn't get banged up. Yeah, I don't know that you. I don't know if you saw the. Did you see Micah's leg get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was scary. It was a scary moment. Yeah, you um, don't want that. You've got an undersized D lineman who's a freak of nature, but at the same time, that does put you at risk of having like. Human beings thrown at your kneecaps while you're engaged with yeah. the left tackle or right tackle. Like, oh, you don't want it. I got pretty, I got pretty, uh, pound my chest hype when Zach Martin, um, went oh. after that. Was that was phenomenal. You love to see it. And then he goes out with the quad injury like two plays later. It was still fun. It's um, good to have your quarterbacks back. We'll be tuned in, obviously, with three weeks left. The only thing that I can just bitch and moan about generally with the NFL is like, Fancy football leagues need to adjust to the extra week in, in the season because as somebody who's locked in arms uh, with a close battle, I'm like, oh, man, do these games matter the last two weeks? I'm like, they should, but they don't matter to me if I'm not uh, – if I can't close this out. So stay home, Jay. Wait, when does your fantasy football league end? Well, what week? You know what? I might have just made a completely uh, wrong statement, so – Two weeks, so it's it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, it'll be done. It goes to week seventeen. Yeah, not week eighteen. Pretty happy to not be in the playoffs. I'm kind of done with it. So I'm just kind (laughs) of like, I didn't get last, so I won't be caddying or doing whatever the punishment is this year. I know where our two roads diverged. As two people who own Trevor Lawrence as a fantasy football player, I somehow claimed C.J. Stroud or had him on my bench, Mm. and when I got fed up with Trevor, C.J. carried me there. Uh, shout out to our. our boy, or U of H boy, uh, Texans. Quarter- Nathan Dale? No. Or, oh, yeah, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Holy. What'd he do? They Missed won it. a game. He was he back with the game. Texans and beat nope. uh, the Titans. And that's my only other NFL thing. I know I said it was done earlier. Fuck the Titans in those uniforms. I know that's an easy thing to say, but it's the dumbest, most petty thing. You like Vrabel rocking the Bum Phillips cowboy hat? The franchise doing that at all needs to be done. There's and like the it's Texans. manufactured like. Rivalry situation there. 
I, I just don't like it. It's it's pretty amazing that a team can go from having quite literally like the worst uniforms and worst like branding and sports. <laughs> the worst. In the NFL at least to to some of the best cuz the the old Oilers colors and and uniforms are like I think top 5 NFL it, all time. It went from the the best to the worst. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Which is hard to do. Which you're is going to be tough going back Titans next is, week. Back to the, the Titans is the worst. Okay. Yeah, I think so. But the Texans are top three worst, bottom three, I guess. Texans are really bad too. Just the most generic name of all time. Really bad. Really bad. I, I don't know. I'm laughing just at the concept of a team being called the Californians. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of want to see this is it. The Floridians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. The Stewarts. <laughs> like we we don't have any names. You, so you we're just Utah Utes. Yeah. It'll be the only At least other that thing sounds like, cool. Is that yeah. is that is that Native American? I don't know, but you reserve the right to amend your take. But I don't know if um I honestly don't know if that's the official name for someone from Utah or if it's like calling somebody from Oklahoma sooner type situation. Like uh, I don't know. But either the way. The Ute people are the oldest residents of Colorado inhabiting the mountains and vast areas of Colorado, so Utah, it's not even Wyoming. Equivalent. If you're from Utah, what do you call that person? The indigenous people of the Ute tribe. Okay. A, a Utahian? There's just no way. How no would you even spell that? possible way. Um, we got to talk Tommy D. Please do. Mainly Tommy DeVito's agent. Um, did you see the story that uh, there is an Italian restaurant in Morristown? It's so, called uh, Mormons. Coniglio's. Um, in Morristown, New Jersey? Yeah. Are you familiar? No, but Coniglio's is intriguing. They had a meet and greet scheduled. Have you been to New Jersey? No. Oh. No. They had a meet and greet uh, scheduled with Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito. Uh, mm. set, for two, set for today. It was canceled after um, the agent, Stilato is his name. He doubled the rookie's uh, appearance fee from 10K to 20K following that win over the Packers. Italian for what? What do you think it stands for? What do, what do you think it's Italian for? Dylan knows because I'm just blown away and I just had to show him. Coniglio, Italian for rabbit. Uh-huh. Not with brothers. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the restaurant was going to pay him 10 grand to show up. And they were comfortable with 10 grand. Dude, that's okay. Dude, you're the home... Just do it for free. That's so you're the hometown bad guy. that you're charging them. That could break a restaurant. Or is it genius? Because you know, like, dude, this ain't leading to a bag. You're not. You're not about. You're not going to get a supermax. No, he's he's certainly not. But I mean, what <laughs> league minimum? He's. I mean, he's still doing quite well. Ten grand probably doesn't mean a ton to him to to double it to. to there. This is so. He's ridiculous. doing nil deals as an NFL quarterback. That's what it feels like. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! This is getting. This is good. Uh, Stellato has been going viral for his flashy Italian suits, straight out of Goodfellas. So that's a little offensive. On Monday Night Football, Manning said Stellato had earned the nickname "Slimy" in college, which mm -hmm. Stellato went on WFAN to refute. But uh, Coniglio's believes Stellato could learn a lot about representing Italy. He said, "They said this is from the restaurant." We're Italian too, and we don't like it when someone says one thing and does another. It's called being a hypocrite. Oh man. Okay. Mm. Piss off the wrong Italians. We didn't raise the price because because uh, nothing was ever agreed to. Stellato said, uh, "Look, the fact that they were e even ready to shell out 10k to this dude to do a, a meet and greet is kind of hilarious, right? Like even from their end, like 
How much how much action is Tommy DeVito yeah. going to bring to your deal? Is, is he a draw for you? If you're, let's say, Caliglio, what is it? Caniglio's? Yeah. Down the street. What's so funny? Tommy DeVito's there. It's called Rabbits. You, you swinging through? If I'm there, for content purposes, I'm, I'll wait in line and I'll pay 50 bucks. <laughs> can you, yes. Can you borrow Flounder's uh, velour jumpsuit? Can you imagine what that would look like on me? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. It, it's but. like the wraparound towels uh, that you like dry your kids off with with the hood on them. <laughs> you're just fucking <laughs> double draped, but you got your hands in the pockets. Like a- you trying to say I don't have a velour tracksuit at home? I don't. <laughs> Everyone needs that in their bag. I think. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I would go. I would go as just like a okay. Well, I got to go get a picture of Tommy DeVito, right? Who, by the way, in every interview, he sounds like a good dude. He doesn't. He doesn't come off as a cheese ball. Right? The quarterback is what we're saying. The quarterback. quarterback. Yes. The agent, on the other hand, uh, did, did I the, can't get past the black fedora. Did the agent just start dressing like this? No. Like, as, no, uh, I think Randy has given thing. us plenty of examples. This is a um, he's been doing it for for a minute. You're he's, saying he's dressed like the hitman in Godfather Two. So I shared with Randy a quick example, as you know, many notably understand out there that I've uh, always been a big fan of the hit FX show that never won any awards of any kind, The League, uh, in which Ugh. I think Coniglio's uh, or not Coniglio's uh, Devito's agent. Could look a lot like Paul Shear and his fedora age from the league, which again, reference only. I understand because nobody watched that trash show. What? A lot of people watched. A lot the of people league. watched the league. Oh, I watched the league. Okay, it was funny now for, everybody's coming to my defense. It was funny for a season. Didn't that one guy lie about nine eleven? Nick Kroll. Uh, maybe wasn't Nick Kroll. It's the other one. I don't know. Some there was a nine eleven tie-in. Well, not just Sean McDermott. Uh, yeah, who knows? I'm. I'm just gonna. Pull back the curtain on my photo uh, album right now on my phone. Includes way too many, like, could be a memorial structures from around DFW. So I found myself driving around town for multiple events over the weekend here in Texas. And I was like, there, oh, wait. Any crazy ones? Is there another memorial? Well, I put on Instagram, there's a uh, North Park uh, mall structure that looks like two charred metallic sticks. Built in 1987, or like you know, sculpture was made in 1987. Clearly not a memorial. Okay, just me seeing the beauty in this world. I guess. Fun fact: We saw a porn star Rachel Star Star at Nordstrom at North Park Mall. Also, Des Bryant was um, escorted out for sagging his pants when he was uh, in his like rookie year mm-hmm. as a cowboy. Ashley, I believe, is her. Or no, D- Dave recognized Rachel Star like that. Like, <laughs> fun fact: A lot of fun facts here. It wasn't even me. I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> it was it was me. I'll, I, I'll admit. I'm a super recognizer, though. I was not familiar with her work. Um, okay. I, I, you know I trend Amy? Oh, that's true. Trendy. You're on that Randy grind. Amy. That's wow. so Randy coded. <laughs> that's anime. I got love for all. <laughs> Randy has love for I don't even know where we're at. I've, I've got freaking too many things up on the rundown. You guys pretty sad about Rom leaving for live? 300 mil? Is that the number? I don't know what the actual money is going to end up being. How much of it's going to be like equity? It's and, a lot. And can't leave his house? It's a lot. What? I thought that they said like, why aren't you doing any more public events? They said they won't let me or something. Oh, along yeah, yeah, lines. yeah. And it was a little bit lost in translation. But uh, yeah, 300 mil. Whatever no, it is. It's a take lot. Take it. Ugh. Golf. I, this shit is so unappealing to I me. guess I just have two problems. 
I have three problems with what's going on in golf. Is Four. this your segue from like me talking about 9-11 memorials? No, I wanted to do this anyway. Okay. Oh, but it would be a good segue. <laughs> that is one of my problems. Uh, just like the, um, you know, intelligence, the Saudi intelligence potentially funding. Um, number one, live is not a good product. It's bad. It's awful. I've tried to watch it. It's not good. The teams, it, they're doing trades, the best player in, in live getting traded for the worst player. And it's just like, okay, just it's weird. Just a weird deal, right? Second, uh, the team names are trash. Agreed. We've been through that. That was like the first thing everybody jumped on. And like, I was like, maybe this is something like in two or three years, we'll look back and be like, actually, no, these, no, they're not. They're bad. They're bad. Can the you name any live guy and their correct team? Just one. Brooks is smash, right? Crushers is BDC. I, I understand that. BBC. BDC. I understand that the this, this Saudis aren't going to like run out of money anytime soon. But since unless this league starts to gain more public interest and people start to actually watch it, how how long is this business model sustainable? Because I can't imagine they're recouping much of their uh, investment at this point. No, they're not at all. No one's going. No one goes to the events. Mm -mm. Um, it's, a sh it's a shit. The ratings aren't good. It's a like, shit product. So then you have the proposed merger. Um, between the tour, you had Jay Monahan and the guy who heads up that runs the PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which is still ongoing. And then this happens, and like you had like that, you had it, you know, they both said, we're not going to poach each other's players. So you kind of wonder, well, that's kind of, it seems like that just happened. I'm not really sure. I've been out uh, with a newborn for the last two weeks. I'm not really sure where that fell in all this. Mm -hmm. um, this doesn't really bug me because I've never been a big John Rom guy. I find him to be very boring. And when he does do something, that's it's usually him like slamming a club uh, or something, getting mad. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. He got mad on the course, but he's got he gives me no action, no juice on John Rahm. It just sucks for golf in general. It, uh, Golf's in a bad the place. Field is getting watered down even more. Like he's the best player in the world, and he's not going to be competing in PGA events. It sucks. I I still am curious that like what is the threshold of? There's only so many names you can put into live before it accidentally becomes like a competitive entertaining of you know product i agree the marketing's trash the name's trash everything about how it's being executed somewhat pun intended is trash mm. um he did it but you've got enough names there for them to say like can we go out and play a competitive like meaningful event absolutely so if this pga live merger goes on I still think there's room for these like adjusted events to take place. The biggest thing that needs to be fixed is the exclusionary approach from the majors. That just needs to go away. Like we need to be past this whole, they can't play, they can play type situation. I know that that's a big thing, like holding players into the PGA, but like once you get rid of that and you just say, okay, these are the events that are going to do this thing and primarily in these areas. They're not going to go play, you know, in Augusta. They're not going to go play in Whistling Straits or I don't know. Where I don't else? Know that. Like um, Jackie Roby filled. Um, okay. I don't know if that's on the calendar. I don't know. Pebble Beach. There you you know, maybe they're not going to play these places, but they'll go play. You know, uh, I'm going to like right NASCAR approach. Like there's enough locations for golf to be played to have two events, even if both have 
star-studded players that they come together and play in the, ma the majors, and it all works out. I'm not tuning into CW. They got to fix that shit. My tinfoil thought is that they probably get some sort of like repressed exposure on Twitter because there's no way they are clocking tweets with like single digit likes. That just can't be, but it happens. I like that every, all the tour players who are going to stay loyal to the tour, they're coming out and being like, yeah, we're going to stay on the tour, but like, honestly, the management sucks and mm -hmm. they don't know what they're fucking doing. Like Hovland, Victor Hovland just came out. Mm -hmm. Like I read something right before the show where he was like, I'm, I don't, I understand why he did it. That's a lot of money. Um, I'm going to stay on the PJ tour, but like essentially like leadership is, is uh, shit. They don't consider the players as uh you know active participants in the in the tour members they consider it's just labor i like that that people are being more vocal so i don't know what it's going to look like it's a lot of like i just kind of want it to be done because i really don't as a fan you just want golf i don't want to have to listen to a, a four-hour no laying up to like think about like to really understand it and then like I don't remember it two weeks later. I'm like, oh, wait, what happened? What was that? Like, which is what I did when this went down. I immediately listened to those guys and they break it down really well. And of course, I'm very sleep deprived and now I can't recall any of it. I'm like, wait, what was that? Why did he? I don't know. I do like the old Rom quotes about there's not, you know, uh, it's not about the money. That's why he's staying on to the tour, loyal to the tour. And then now it's like, yeah. Do you care that. at all about the interfighting amongst the players and that we used to have more of it? I think I bitched and moaned that like Rory took on too much of that. And then eventually once the deal was like announced, he kind of quieted down a little bit on it. Like, no, the, the drama was the only thing, like the only silver line to this whole situation to me. Like it's fun to see guys at that level, like go at each other and make comments and that's a good thing for and golf. then have to face off in like majors. Yeah, yeah. That was the part that I actually did enjoy, but the actual golf product just fucking sucks. The mm -hmm. problem is so many of those guys are milk toast. Like you got Rory, you're like fuck. Oh yeah, Rory will talk some shit. Like he, he's not but afraid. he has even backed off his comments. He has, oh, yeah. yeah, he definitely has. You got Brooks, who's not afraid to do it. But then you, I mean, the JT, like the Speeths, they're they're uh, kind of towing the line. They're not going to do anything. Ever. It is also December. Um, you know, let's let's see what the chatter is in March. Okay, you know, when you get. The one shining moment, Jim Nance is reminding the world how he is kind mm. of actually spare in a lot of other settings. Okay. Um, and then the warm and fuzzies <laughs> of, look at my home screen. It is time for the Masters, and you know here we are again. Did you catch any of Charlie and Tiger? More than I <laughs> wanted to? Yeah. Why did it's I a see little, so much? <laughs> look, they, they got to do something. They, gotta, they, they know that we'll come back for Tiger, and you can throw Charlie in there too. Did you um, – this is kind of weird territory, but uh, Charlie, Charlie has his Charlie's built like his dad. Charlie already has like Tiger's very like he's broad shouldered and he's yeah. like thirteen or fourteen, right? Dude, he's he's driving the ball like three fifteen already. Is it fair to say the young man's face is clearly going through it? Like it's he's, not he's in a bit of an awkward face. Like, it's, you know, you what know. do you mean going through what exactly? Like he's just like he'll grow into his look. You're I saying think, he's not but, a handsome kid. 
you got to think that they wish that, like, I don't know, Parks was the kid that they could market <laughs> for billions of dollars. Like, notably good-looking dude. KJ. A lot of money left on the table by <laughs> yeah. Parks. By not yeah, yeah. I didn't well, get a bunch there. I didn't get that face out there. you got to pick up a golf club at like, some point. You know, I just feel like there has to be people who are like, well, I mean, if we put Tiger next to him, like, then people know who he is. It's just not like. No, nah, but if the kid mm, balls out and he's got yeah. the last name and the dad, like, he's uh, he's going to be a marketing. Agreed. Did you it, see? It'll work. You know, did, he's already getting some. Uh, He's already getting haters though, because yes. he had a move where he he teed off much like his dad and recoil had the recoil. Everything he does is his dad. He's got his dad's mannerisms. I don't everything. think he missed a fairway yesterday. Something crazy like that. Yeah. If but he, did you see him after he smoked one and he waved bye bye to the yeah, ball? I did. And I don't know if it was like Barstool, some outlet, or somebody on Twitter is like. We need to have a conversation. Is Charlie Woods a douchebag? <laughs> it was the the the, uh, the parody PJ Tour account. Okay. Yeah. I saw that in uh, my favorite. Like, my first thought was like, he might be, but um, I got news, man. So was I. So is every kid. <laughs> it's, hard, that age. it's hard not to be at that age, especially when you have game like that. Most most boys at that age are douchebags. Most golf team good. players, uh, yeah. like in their local muni, just going to practice, aren't like the nicest kids, saying the coolest things when they see the golf girl. Or he, golf cart woman. He might. Ho hopefully, he's like a different kind of douchebag. Because, like, you know, there's the country club kid douchebag who's like yeah. a douchebag, like villain douchebag from like a you know uh, an '80s movie. And you're like, okay, fuck this kid. A biff. A biff. If Tiger was always quiet. He's like, awkward as fuck. Cocky, but like he didn't he didn't do shit like wave to a golf ball or he club twirls the cockiest thing he did like on the course. Yeah, and then he slept with many women. He did that too. Yeah. Many, many women. You got to wonder if uh, there's not a Perkins or any other diner that's just like, please, Charlie, will you consider a uh, Hooters-esque uh, Daly's kid deal? <laughs> that kid's got it made. You Shout out to John, John Daly. Daly's kid. His kid, yeah. <sighs> I see more Hooters like via like his account and everything about John Daly than I do just in my daily existence because I don't think there's one in Madison, but either way. Um, Charlie and Perkins make it happen. Somebody speaking of shit talking, um, do you think, um, do you think it's crossing the line for uh, an mm -hmm. MMA, a mixed martial arts fighter at the, in the UFC to, uh, in the press conference before you have the night before your fight, um, a couple of days before the fight to reference your opponent's, um, father who was murdered um, is it crossing the line to suggest that your father's in hell and that you are going to send your opponent to hell to meet his father? Just initial thoughts. Mm. Proposing family reunion of sorts. Could see it. I could Correct. See, I could see both sides of the aisle here. No, that's 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 uh, out of bounds. What if you're wearing a George Washington wig and a uh, Make America Great Again hat while doing it? Randy, can you pull that up? This guy seems like, like a real you piece send it of to work. Because every episode, Randy's like, hey, do y'all have anything? We're like, <clears> no, <throat> definitely not. Inevitably, like throughout the episode, we're like, we're definitely going to need to see this. <laughs> yeah, Colby's just said Leon's dad was in hell. I, oh, here we go. Do we have audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Just go ahead. There we go. I had to fucking cheat. I beat his ass for five rounds straight. You got your ass beat the first time, the second time. You're the fuck out. Bro, you're a fucking idiot. You might be the stupidest guy on the UFC roster. Literally, you're so fucking stupid. On Saturday night, I'm gonna bring you to a place you never want to be. I'm gonna bring you to the seventh layer hair. Hell. Okay. No, I'm bringing you to seventh layer hell. We'll say what's up to your dad while we're there. Oh. Oh wow. That's. 
That's fucked. Mm. All right. Yeah. Favorite part of it is how he botched it. Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> two things. Botched the fit. Is it not the delivery? Is it not seventh level of hell? I think it's level. I thought it was seventh layer, and he reserves two layers of the hell for himself. The seventh layer. <laughs> it's a seventh layer dip. Is what so he was. His dad was murdered. How how, how okay. long ago? Long when he was a kid. So I don't know the full context, and this shouldn't. I don't think this changes how you think about it. What's this fucker's name? That's Colby, Colby Covington. Yeah, Colby Covington. He's a noted fucking Shit absolute t- uh, dickhead. Yeah. Leon Edwards uh, of English descent, but his dad was a Jamaican um, Jamaican gang leader of some sorts, and he was murdered. Um, I think via knife. Not that it really matters, but um, it's a well, a well-known story that Leon has been like, yeah, this is my dad was killed when I was 13. Colby went there, and then um, the fight was kind of lackluster. Colby lost. He looked like shit um, until the last round. But is that a little far? Without yeah. question, yeah. Is, I just want you guys to get on the record. I do appreciate that like, everything about that seemed forced, <laughs> like most pre-fight weigh-ins are. They're like, go out there, say something bombastic. And I think everybody understands that. Every fighter by now gets what's going on. You know, that's why the gold of uh, Mayweather and Conor McGregor, like, went above and beyond and taking things to the next level. Like, insulting, maybe not impersonal, but at, like, a quality level. This was like, we're here, we're going through these motions, you're going to say some wild shit, we're going to talk about our old fights, especially since they've done them before. And then... He botches the delivery, but you can clearly tell that was not expected from Leon and likely, you know, not an authentic insult, but like, again, he was not on board with that level of insult. And I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's like, okay, if there's one sport where you can go there or like, it's not like crazy to go there, I guess it's combat sports, but it's, it's pretty unbelievable. I, you're in the only situation in which you are then giving the other individual the opportunity to, you know, correct you on it. So yeah. He did I, lose I, the fight. Yeah. He did lose. Good. He didn't get knocked out. Like everybody, want, like everybody across the board was like, all right, we want to see this dude get fucking rocked. There was another knockout that night though, on Saturday night that was like. Bryce Mitchell. Yes. As, as uh yeah, you might've seen big content guy using the uh, young man convulsing after being knocked out. He's okay. But that looked really that bad. That scary. Never yeah, see that. Uh, Randy, can you pull up the other video? Don't play it yet, but we had another scuffle, and it also kind of stems from some bad blood from a press conference. This is a fight. Um, this fight is going to happen. It's uh, I think it's Dracus Duplessis fighting Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland. It's a weird still shot. It's a really weird. Oh wait, so they're fighting in a couple weeks. So they had a, a pre- they spoke um, at a press conference, mm-hmm. and Sean Strickland. Also says some dumb shit. He's the guy who just beat Izzy. Mm-hmm. So he's the title holder. And um, he's been open with um, his dad was abusive. So is it is it going – is it out of line to uh, reference your opponent uh, and his abusive father? Yeah, I would well, say so. Is it bad that, that I'm like trying to think of what type of abuse? We're just talking about like just got whipped. I think it was just physical abuse, but they're repeat, they were – I think that was thrown out there. <laughs> I think it was – it's very, it's a really bad look. Anyway, uh, shout out Dana White, who these guys were in attendance for the fight that went down Saturday. And um, whoever, I guess it was him, he owned it. He made the the seating charter, approved it. They were sitting like two or three rows behind each other. 
And this is after like oh, all that yeah, shit at the press conference. That's unfair positioning. Like you've got to put them lateral so or whatever. Here's, uh, here's what went down. This is that's Duplessis there, and then Sean Strickland. You'll see here in a minute. This is uh, this is what happens when you put those two guys very close to each other. Randy, if you may. Most uncomfortable. Still shot. This so is started with showing Duplessis, them on the big screen. Sean Strickland. Being Sean Strickland fires the gun. Duplessis dodges it. Duplessis, excuse me. Weak. All right, so oh, he's still I'm being talking. told that Strickland asks Gilbert he's got Burns' kids son there too. to move. Oh, and oh, then. wow, oh, my wow. buddy, oh, wow. you can't do that out in front of, of kids. That's it that's was not out crazy. of nowhere. Well, he told him. He, he, well, you could say you could see Drake is behind him, still kind Drake of talking is. once Sean turned his back. So I don't know if maybe Sean Strickland heard him, but how about Sean Strickland, who is a psychopath, having the wherewithal. <laughs> To tell the kids to move before okay. he goes. Who is a psychopath? Well, it's just <laughs> he so is, and he's got some. Uh, he's got some uh, bad takes. The world but, oh, hey, that. there's a Iceman. Iceman. Yeah, I love the verbal detour there, like the pit stop of like, Jeez. who is a psychopath? Just a nice and a, it's but a nice a positive. It, like he was uh, just trying to get to like, let's just show some respect for the fact that he did pay attention to their children in the way. That's a uh, Gilbert Burns family, apparently, who. He's like, hey, can you guys move? Uh, and, and then he so it wasn't even that. either of their families. No, no. Oh, wow. No, that He's, wasn't his family. But it was nah. still just a wild, wild weekend. You quickly realize that they're surrounded, appropriately so, by like 20 individuals who are also fighters, like in the immediate proximity. So again, on whoever made the seating chart, it's unacceptable that you put anybody's family or children, like you allow those seats to be occupied by non also big people who could like take some of the collateral damage you know how sea world has like the splash zone to where like what sea world are you going to you know shamu uh come on kj shamu it's like the it's a sick jump and like everybody you get oh i'm gonna get wet i'm in the first two rows <laughs> this is this should be the testosterone zone yeah the T zone. zone. The T zone. <laughs> and like your T has to be like above 800 can we scrap the sports party for the T zone do you want to well, do let's, it? Let's sure. just workshop that in 2024. Maybe check us here for the T zone. I'm down. <laughs> that's all. And that's, those are the two big highlights from uh, UFC. I love it. It's a, uh, it's getting to be like to where you're not far from like some random congressman trying to make a name for himself wants to like investigate the UFC for like weird shit going down. I mean, they've got, I don't know, whatever it's, it's, the entertainment part is clearly outrunning the sport part sometimes. Uh, quick sports party. Yep. Uh, first of all, we'd be remiss if we did not shout out um, two of three. We'll shout out three of three South Dallas schools. South Oak Cliff lost a, a heartbreaker, uh, but you had the uh, Dunkable Panthers going back-to-back and the DeSoto Eagles also going back-to-back. Congrats to your Panthers, David. Hey, I, that game went like I thought it would. Caden Durham, the LSU commit. Are these programs recruiting talent to their schools? How does how does it work? Um, I sure I'm sure there's some level of it going on. I'm sure there, but I always assume that was a private school thing that did that. But well, if you've got open transfer parents, I think there's a way they can reach out to the coaches and say, "Hey, I'd like to move my son into this district." Yes. I don't I don't know, but KJ can maybe speak to it more than I can. There probably is, but you also have the element of, um. Like, full disclosure, so I'm recently moved, purchased home, blah, blah, in Wisconsin. And I'd be lying. Like, I have not made the decision at all if, like, my kid will play football or, you know, what sports. Like, I don't think I'm going to have an active decision in that regard. 
but I guarantee you, I know exactly what the high school records are of the schools and the areas and the districts in which I'm considering. So if you have a kid that's elementary and you happen to be moving or you're in a position to move or junior high and like, you know, we live in a world where baby Gronk dad exists. So the scaled down version of that is like people are going to move their families into these school districts, recruiting or not, just to be a part of that machine. We saw it with like your South Lakes, your Allens, like Eventually, you don't have to recruit people, just gravitate there. Yeah. With or without the invitation. Sent you guys a map of uh, all the Texas State High School Mm -hmm. champions. Looking at a map. DFW is uh, just runs the show. With the one exception this year of uh, Port Neches Grove down Houston Wade, which is who uh, upset or beat South Oak Cliff uh, in the 5A Division One final or whatever. So, yeah, it could have been a clean East texas and north texas sweep which is wild to see and i feel like we see it going waves of like sometimes that'll be houston the years where duncanville lost to north shore the other champions seem to also be from that area uh and then sometimes you'll see like san antonio pop up with some competitive years or central texas maybe um occasionally you'll have like one or two west texas schools pop up but by sheer population, you're not going to get a lot down in the valley or far west Texas, but DFW is just a stocked pond right now. Yeah, and for reference, uh, Duncanville and Galena Park North Shore have played f- played each other five of the last six state championships. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, because they won two. Du- Galena Park won the first three, and Duncanville's won the last two. So I'm sure someone's going to do like a – there will be like a 30 for 30 or some like knockoff version on that so at that point you're talking completely different stupid to think in like terms of college rosters but a completely different school population top to bottom four or five years of high school like complete washout a lot of talent going uh, which is just insane to consider and you know uh, i think it's tremendous and if anything it's getting what was due to uh reggie samples over several years of like being very close so i think that's that's pretty nice to see that is the first time in Texas high school football that you had two black coaches facing off against each other in a state championship game. And you had it in both divisions, um, strangely enough, because I think Spring Hill, whoever it was that DeSoto played, I didn't know much about him. Because Who's your coach were, at DeSoto? Claude Mathis. Yes. Yeah, former uh, former teacher and PE coach. Yeah, he, he coached. He was my freshman basketball coach, but he also obviously coached the football. He was like an assistant football team and taught some taught something. I don't remember. For him, yeah. We're we're over time on on today's, but sometime in the spring, I'd love to go back and talk about the uh, Claude Mathis rehiring saga that occurred for Desoto because Claude Mathis was their longtime head coach, as Dylan just laid out, uh, and left to go join Chad Morris's staff at SMU. He was like their hire a local guy to be local DFW recruiter. DeSoto goes to a state championship, maybe one the year that he was gone and they brought him back and it was not a pretty scene. Like there were hmm. a lot of school board fights about it. So we'll Let's do that back. another day. Oh. Have you guys seen the picture of Byron Washington from DeSoto? Yes. Six, eight, like three, three, 40. Seven. Yeah. I, I just have pulled up. And it's just Texas has offered him. He's a massive kid. For like, seemingly too big. Yeah. The, I thought that was me and Dylan saying hi to each other when I got to the studio. Today. <laughs> he's over four bills, isn't he? Sneaky holdings. Uh, it says 380. That dude ain't 380. The, the, kid, the kid that he's manhandling. 
That that kid's like six three, six four. That's not a, that's not like some random like five eleven kid who's not going to play ball at the next two fifty. That was my size in high school at that age. Like that is what I'm looking at. Is what number eleven was was about, you know, uh, you know twelfth grade size. I could not imagine, you know, running into that at six eight. I played against like some Samoans from Trinity High School. One that like went on to Miami and was a bigger dude. It was probably like three sixty three seventy, but he was six three. And a guy from Allen, I think, who went on to like Arkansas or something. Again, 6'4". Six, 6'8", six, I have not seen, much less had to engage with. And I probably would quickly tell you, he and I would not be chest to chest. I would not a, engage in that the size position. Of an, of an NBA, uh, like smaller power forward. Like that's, a, that's how tall he is. And all, uh, then you add the beef. It's like just a mountain of I saw somebody Shaq weight. I saw somebody comparing him to Zion. Which is just <laughs> <laughs> the Eddie Lacy of basketball. All right, let's run it back real quick. Uh, the segment during what you talk about, what we already talked about. KJ is in the house today, making me look small per usual. Dave drank Diet Coke during paternity leave. It's big EM. KJ got that encyclopedia ass. <laughs> AIDS confirmed can kill you. Best to stiff arm it if you have HIV. Don't know how we got there. Uh, KJ might let Harbaugh call in the N word and be okay with it. Randy has Why love. do y'all let me say these stupid Randy things? Randy has love for all <laughs> pornographic material. And finally, Charlie Woods potentially has a little D-bag in him. Got that D-bag in him. <laughs> and that concludes Run It Back. <laughs> Man, I missed that. All right, good stuff. Uh, KJ, thanks for coming down. I loved every You're bit man, of it. KJ. Thank you so much uh, for having me. And uh, to those at home, happy, merry, Kwanzaa, New Year. We will see you after college football playoff. To that end, bye-bye. I want my bye. chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Bro, let's go out this weekend. There's a crazy event happening.